Well, it is about that time. Post your Christmas holiday and happy Kwanzaa to those of you who are celebrating. So, so excited about today's show. Why? Because we get to do a live Q&A to talk about some things that are impacting our real estate industry. <laughs> the good thing is today we get to debunk who is in fact being impacted by this government shutdown. So we are going to have a conversation we are going to learn whether this is something you should be concerned about or not. And knowledge is power, application is wisdom. So share and let somebody know what we are doing. And I'm going to do something new today. I'm doing something new today. I actually put a presentation together, kind of like a mini PowerPoint. Um, and in, in, by no means am I being insensitive, insensitive to our guests who are visually impaired uh, because I'm definitely reminded that you are in tune and listening to us on a radio podcast everywhere. Shout out to our iTunes listeners, Spotify, Anchor FM, Breaker, Stitcher. Oh my gosh. And the other dozen radio podcasts. So by no means am I purposely leaving anyone out but we are available everywhere. So make sure you subscribe, subscribe to the show. And thank you for growing with us. All right, settle down class, settle down, settle down. Hello. <laughs> also be reminded that this platform actually supports Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, our favorite nonprofit that seeks to empower, teach, educate our youth and young adult community with real estate literacy as an alternate pathway to success. You can learn more about Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation at realestate100youth.org. Again, check us out at realestate100youth.org. All right, so, let me, um, like I said, this is something new for me. And I was just playing around with my screen. I always laugh for those of you who, for those of you who can't see me, I tend to hold my chin when I'm contemplating something, <clears throat> when I'm thinking about my next move. By the way, we are on season two, episode 17. Gosh, and collectively that's over 60 episodes that has happened in the last, year and a half or so. So again, thank you for tuning in and welcome for those of you who are new to me. Lisa Puerto, I am a licensed California real estate professional, um, creator of the Real Estate 100 book series, uh, creator of the now 2019 Millennials Real Estate Summit coming soon, author of tons of books. <laughs> and also founder of Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, our country's first real estate focused nonprofit. Again, our country's first real estate focused nonprofit. That's what we do. Our mission is real estate literacy uh, with curriculums, workshops, webinars, tons of things that we have done nationwide. 
And I thank you all for your continued support and our beneficiaries who make our programs possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so I am playing around with something new here. So let's do this real quick. Let's see if this works. Aha, I'm gonna bring this screen down here and see if I just do that. Hold on, boom, let's see what happens. Oh my gosh, it works. So I'm working with this new screen share, you guys. And for those of you who are listening, it's just gonna be my talking points for this uh, segment here. Uh, if you are in the comment box, jump in, say hi, say hello, and um, make sure you tag someone. Again, this segment is, like I said, a new section, a new segment that I'm doing on the show because there's so much content being put out by the just wonderful real life people who are doing the raw and uncut in real estate. Oh, I just thought about how I can do this. Actually, I want to do it this way. Boom. There it is. I feel smart, y'all. <laughs> Yay! I figured out. I see because I'm I'm into like I'm such a techie. So I'm into like these the the new way, not a new way, but the ways that we can share information. And so now that I can be like this cool little talking box while those who of you who are viewing can actually view my points. So this is a segment of the show where I get to jump in and just really break down a lot of the content that I've been sharing. Last week, we had Corey P. Smith, phenomenal, just humble guy, by the way, from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, he's a veteran. Uh, he worked as a corrections officer. And he has done tremendous work in personal credit and business credit in putting out content books. He's a lecturer. And please do check out episode 16 if you have missed it. Again, you can view any of the past shows on my YouTube uh, platform at LA Super Agent. All my handles are at LA Super Agent wherever Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, at LA Super Agent. So wherever you are experiencing social media, my handle is LA Super Agent, and you'll receive the same content across all those platforms. So I share that to say, that that show was a special show that we did a hour long segment and just talked about things that relate to real estate and relate to your personal life and really how you can position in this next transition. So very, very important. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to be labor it because it's easy for me to go in again because I just need you guys to really understand, overstand what is happening in this next shift. All right. Um, and those of you who are connected with me and been listening, I love that you guys have called. We've connected offline and you've been like, yo, you like you're on it. <laughs> I appreciate you. So thank you for those of you who are connected and really just kind of support me and shouting me out for that. Uh, for the rest of you, um, get you better get hip to it. All right. So how government shutdowns impacts real estate transactions. If you do have any questions, feel free to jump in. Um, if not, you can make sure you hashtag replay on the show because that is how I know you're on. And then I can just kind of chime in and then make sure I am staying connected or in tune with your comments. 
And also, for those of you who are listening on the radio platforms, there is a section where you can comment, send your questions in your Q&A. That way, I can respond to that as well. So there's ways that you can engage with me, which is very awesome. And you don't have to, um, you know, you don't have to feel like you missed out. So I'm just going to do this real quick. I'm going to actually share this on my personal timeline because I am streaming actually from the LA Super Agent Facebook page on the Ready Set Real Estate page, Facebook page on the Real Estate 100 Facebook page and on the uh, Real Estate 100 book series Facebook page. Okay. I am ready. I'm super excited by this because like you said, like I said, I'm doing something new with this screen share. Ah, there it is. So it's a screen share, you guys, for those who are listening. All right. So let me get into this. Oh, let me get into this. Um, how government shutdowns impacts real estate transactions. So for those of you who have been paying attention to the political arena, we are currently in a partial partial government shutdown, which may potentially extend and delay certain governmental agencies uh, through January 3rd, because now we have Congress that is now going to be taken over by the Democrats. So for those of you who are currently in real estate transactions, currently just woohoo, got your co conditional loan approval and you are going the FHA route, you're going the FHA right route, meaning um, your first-time home buyer, typically first-time home buyer, someone who has not held a mortgage in the last three years, which means you have not written off the mortgage interest deduction in the last three years. By HUD guidelines, you are a first-time home buyer. I have to explain it that way because a lot of people get left out in the opportunity to purchase real estate because they feel like, well, I may have already bought a home once upon a time in my life and life hit me that I either did a deed in foreclosure, a, a deed in lieu of foreclosure, or I had a foreclosure and feel like because I, I bought it, I lost it, or I bought it and sold it, that I'm no longer considered a first time home buyer. Not true, not true. OK, so I just want to make sure that we are going by what the HUD guidelines are in terms of the definition of first time home buyers, which means and I will reiterate this again, you are considered a first time home buyer if you have not held a mortgage, the FHA mortgage and written off the mortgage interest deduction in the last three years, consecutive three years. Right. So. Back to you. Americans who have your conditional loan approval and you are out in the market, an exciting time in this market, by the way, <laughs> let me say this because um, things are shifting. So you're, in an, you're, you're now looking during an exciting time in our market and you have your loan approval. However, because FHA, FHA is impacted by, is one of the agencies that will be impacted by the shutdown, you are going to, especially if you're now under contract, meaning you have an accepted offer and you're now in escrow, depending on your lender, uh, this is how we're gonna see this play out. So for those of you who are looking to buy a new home, 
using FHA insured loans or those who are ex who are existing homeowners who are seeking to refinance will see delays in processing your application and timelines. Okay, you will see delays in the processing of your new mortgage application and or refinance. And it, particularly those who are purchasing right now and currently under contract, the IRS is impacted by the shutdown. What does the IRS have to do with real estate? A lot. <laughs> they verify. So lenders use a form called the 4506, 4506T, which is the uh, bar authorization form so that the lender can verify your income. This is to access tax transcripts. This is to access tax transcripts. Um, there is a way you can do it online and you as the bar can do it online. And if you have a lender that might be reaching out to you to say, hey, uh, see if you can go ahead and request it online yourself and pull your own tax transcript and then email it to them, they may be able to do that. But when the there's a third party, just like when there was um, the whole, uh, when the credit bureaus were impacted and they did a freeze on the credit bureau, especially with the post office. And I know postal workers who were impacted by the whole, you know, um, credit bureaus being, um, I, I forget what's the term, when they're, when they're like hacked, right? So postal workers were impacted there by impacting their, uh, anyone who's authorizing to request information. And in this case, any third parties like lenders, lenders are third parties who are requesting information on your credit profile or your income profile as recorded through the IRS tax transcripts. So lenders can either hold the borrow's authorization form, which means if this applies to you, the lender can hold your authorization in the loan file and postpone the verification and still close on that loan. That depends on the lender because that risk now falls on them. So it depends on the lender, whether they want to move forward and fund that loan without verifying your income. And they'll say, we'll just hold it in the file, we'll postpone it and do it later. Or there will be some lenders that will not close, will not fund on that loan without your tax transcript because it impacts their ability to sell that loan to investors. Okay, so there are some investors that will not purchase that loan. Yes, by the way, your loan gets sold. Your loan gets sold. There, This is the nature of the business. This is how new money is created in this capitalistic country. So um, it's, just how, it's just the nature of the beast, y'all. So investors will not purchase that loan without that tax transcript on, on file. And we know where this is very important, right? Because in 2008, when we had the whole housing crisis and we saw the house of cards fall, uh, had a lot to do with borrower's income, had a lot to do with how income was being inflated and not actually being accurately reported to justify the loans that those borrowers were getting at that time. So we are in a different lending env environment where the risk now falls on the lender 
that if they're writing those bad loans and it defaults within a year, they will be responsible for buying that loan and buying back that loan or keeping that loan, which means um, they put their portfolio at risk. All right. So IRS is impacted by the government shutdown via your ability to verify or get your income verified to close on your loan. So not really an exciting time right now. If you were trying to get closed by the end of this year or even through next year and you're using FHA insured loan and um, your lender has not yet verified your income via the tax transcript provided by the IRS. Again, there is a long form provided in your loan disclosure packet and loan application. It's the 4506T authorization form that you complete authorizing the lender to pull your tax transcripts to verify your income. All right, the US Department of Agricultural, Agriculture, the Rural Housing Service, definitely impacted. All single family loan processing has stopped, which means it impacts new construction startup. So those of you who are seeking rural housing and you are using the USDA loans, definitely impacted, meaning not happening right now, which means it becomes very costly to buyers and sellers depending on um, the single family housing loan that they're using or the guaranteed loan closing that um, has been scheduled. So not fun if you are utilizing the USDA loans because that completely has come to a halt, all right? Uh, the next one, Fannie Mae and Freddie, Freddie Mac, guess what, are quasi-governmental agencies. Business will continue as usual. They will not be impacted. Them per, that Those agencies per se directly will not be impacted. Their operations will continue. But those they do business with via the other government funding programs will slow down processing. So again, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, quasi-governmental agencies, they operate on their own. They are not going to be impacted by the shutdown, but those who they do business with, of course, will feel it. So just to want to clear that out for those of you who are concerned about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, because they too offer loans, um, you know, Pathway, they also have their rehab loan programs, so those, if you're using, if you have a lender that's possibly layering loans, right? So you're using this loan and another program um, because they're, and that's essentially how they get an effective zero down program, meaning uh, they are using uh, silent seconds or some of these other loan programs that are layered on top of each other. Uh, those programs may be impacted by, in terms of their processing and their timelines. So be clear, be mindful of what programs you are using to purchase, okay? Be mindful about what programs. Ask the questions, you know, ask the questions of your lender. Uh, because when you get that nice long packet, that loan disclosure and loan closing loan docs, and you're, you see all these documents that you're not privy or familiar with, and they have this loan and that loan, you have a whole bunch of layered loans, Ask the question so you're clear. What 
What are the terms of the loans? Um, when are when are they due? When do I pay them back? What's the interest rate? Because a lot of them have sliding scales, meaning that if you stay in the home for three to five years, there's a scale in which you don't pay or you pay accordingly to that time. So ask those questions. Full disclaimer, by the way, Lisa is not a loan officer. I am a licensed real estate professional. I am privy to loans. Uh, however, I am not a loan officer, which is why I defer to ask the questions directly to your mortgage banker or mortgage broker. There is a difference and you should know the difference. Most people don't. This is what I teach. Educate, empower our youth and young adults to know the difference between mortgage bankers and mortgage brokers, especially as it applies to the costs the overall cost and how it impacts your APR, your annual percentage rate. Can you hear how excited I am about this? Because it's like, <laughs> for those of you who are listening are getting so many gems just in, the, just in the snippet of this, right? Just in the snippet, okay. Oh, let me go back, let me bring it back up. So I covered uh, HUD and I covered how HUD and FHA processing timelines are impacted. Those of you who are using the FHA insured loans, I talked about the IRS who's impacted by the current government shutdown, um, which thereby impacts your lender's ability to verify your income uh, via your tax transcript. I talked about the USDA, those who are using those loans for rural housing, uh, single family loans processing has completely stopped staff not available. So that's impacting new construction and will be very costly to buyers and sellers who are utilizing that. So it really does. How does it impact the seller, by the way? All right. Because right? you must be saying to me, Lisa, how's that impacting a seller? A seller who may either be doing a close concurrent or has a timeline to take that money and do something else with it, or even who was aiming to close by the end of the year for tax reasons, right? for tax purposes, because there are people who are either going to do one or two things in this market when they're a seller. They're going to strategically delay their closing until after this fiscal year. So they're not reporting, they're not having to pay taxes on the sale or the gains of the sale from the sale this year, or those who are strategically wanting to pay taxes and close at the end of this year so that they can uh, report it for the 2018 fiscal year. So that's how sellers are impacted when you see this delay in processing and timeline. It creates an issue depending on what their tax strategy is. Okay, that's how it's impacting sellers. All right, so I talked about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac for those of you who are like, all right, so what's up with them? They're quasi-governmental agencies. So they're not shutting down. They're not impacted. Business continues as normal which means their operations will continue. However, those they do business with via government funding or depending, like I said, I just talked about whether your loan is layered with other programs, other government programs will be impacted and will slow down the processing. So it all depends on the lender on whether they're going to decide to close that loan without having all the documentation they need that is at the lender's discretion, and that is the question you need to be asking your lender. If you are currently in escrow and have a transaction, that is being impacted by the shutdown, all right? All right, in the Department of Veterans Affairs, guess what? 
they will continue because they have indicated that housing for military veterans are so important that they will not be impacted. So good to know that those of you who are using VA loans, that awesome zero down program, and actually allows them to really scale their income if they have full time, if they are receiving full time VA benefits. Um, lenders are allowed to really scale their income so that it increases their buying power. And there's a very unique formula used to do that, which by the way, you can buy income property with VA loans, all right? You can buy income property with VA loans. This was super fun, you guys, that I was able to do this screen share. <laughs> and by the way, the source of this information came from nationalmortgagenews.com. I want to credit my source, nationalmortgagenews.com. Uh, for those of you who are staying abreast in the market of what's happening and how this government shutdown is impacting the real estate industry, I wanted to come on here and do a live Q&A for those of you who, who may be questioning or may not even know, right? Like I said, knowledge is power, application is wisdom. The onus is now on you to share and let someone know what we've done today on Ready, Set, Real Estate, by the way, Ready, Set, Real Estate is a proud, proud supporter of Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, which is our nonprofit for the youth and young adult and the only one in the country that is focused to educate, empower, and teach them with real estate literacy via webinars, workshops, and guess what? We give out scholarships to cover continuing education for real estate courses if they seek to enter the industry or any career or vocational trade connected to the real estate industry because we are all connected. All right, you guys, that is my time today. I trust you are going to have a phenomenal week. Be sure to share, connect, build and share on all social media platforms and we'll see you next week on ready set real estate see ya